On this edition of Kiwi Trips, there's the Hawaiian Islands. New destinations in the world arouse such a sweet seduction quite like Hawaii. From Pearl Harbour to the Nepali coast. We spotlight the best of Oahu, Maui and Kauai. Join us for some aloha time in the Hawaiian Islands. We're back with Kiwi Tripsters Travel Podcast. Get ready and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Andrew Seppi. Welcome aboard for a very fresh edition of Kiwi Tripsters. I'm Andrew Seppi. I'm Mike Yardley. Aloha, Andrew. Aloha, Michael. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, it's the year of the rabbit. It is indeed. It's great to be back in the saddle oh. <laughs> as we resume our weekly editions of Kiwi Tripsters. Yes. With a brand new year of globetrotting and discovery before us. Indeed, I feel like Christopher Columbus. Oh, the places we'll go. Yes, and could there be a better destination than Hawaii to kick off Kiwi Tripsters for 2023? We don't think so. Not at all. No. Our love affair with all things Hawaii has been long and lasting. Very lasting. It's so much more than just a fly and flop group of volcanic rocks in the Pacific. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, the sense of history and culture is so rich and diverse, as is the stupendous scenery. Absolutely. The mm. cuisine, oh. so succulent. Yes. Think of that seafood. Mm. Hello, mahi-mahi. Mahi-mahi. And the, <laughs> the cocktail spots are not half bad, too. All right. Uh, Let's start in Oahu. Yes, and you've recently been reacquainting yourself with Waikiki's best beachfront haunts for drinks and bites. Indeed. It's a very tough assignment. Oh, yes, indeed. But I set about refamiliarizing <laughs> myself. Take one for the team off I, to Hawaii. I took several for the team <laughs> on my refamiliarization. <laughs> for or from. <laughs> um, but the thing about Waikiki is you've got that ringside seat on the beach. And I'm talking a supersized ringside seat because on one end of it, it's bookmarked by the Sheraton Waikiki. Oh, yes. And at the other end, heading towards Diamond Head, the Moana Surfrider Hotel. And these are kind of culturally imprinted in our minds. Totally. They yeah. are celebrity places in themselves. Yeah. A blue ribbon crescent of beachfront bling. It is like... That's a lovely turn of phrase. Thank you so much. Yes. From a holiday point of view, I would say it is the ultimate dress circle. Yes. Um, and definitely, best in show cocktail spot, I think, would have to be the Mai Tai Bar at the Royal Hawaiian because oh. that is the place that made the drink globally famous. Yeah, yeah. And they've been toasting sunsets with Mai Tais at the Pink Palace for over 60 years. I had a couple. A, a couple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For something more sedate, unwind with the sundowner at Moana Surfrider's Beach Bar under the shady expanse of that grand old century old banyan tree. That is classic Waikiki. And it's kind of cliche, but it's 
kind of something you have to do. Mm. Now, what about Dukes? And I'm not meaning the Dukes of Hazard here. <laughs> yes, next door to Moana Surfrider, Dukes Waikiki at the Outrigger is also a splendid spot, particularly for people like me who love their history, right? Oh, yeah. So this bar just brims with memorabilia of the surfing god, Duke Kahana Mokul. Oh, yes. Um, they really flaunt uh, the proud history of the Duke with a very laid-back vibe. Dukes as Andrew said it in a very American way, is a top stop <laughs> for happy hour drinks, which in Hawaii they call pohana. It's pohana time, people. Talking of surfing, yes, as we were, yes. do you know Hawaii is the only state that is allowed to compete in the World Surfing Championships alongside America? As if they're, they're their own entity. Yep. Yep. Because Hawa- of the Duke, probably. Yep. Is that? Hawaii is the only state. That's that com- very cool. Uh, just along the sands, one of the liveliest after dark beachfront venues is Rumfire at the Sheraton Waikiki. Oh, oh yes. I could have just checked in here for six weeks. <laughs> I based myself at this gorgeous hotel, the Sheraton Waikiki. It's a mega hotel. Yeah. Um, but down at the base, right next to the epic infinity pool, which happens to be North America's biggest oceanfront infinity pool, you've got the bar, Rumfire. Of course. And... Speaking of the libations, Rumfire, I think, might just have the best selection of cocktails in Waikiki. With all due respect to the Pink Palace and the Mai Tais, mm. the thing about Rumfire, they've got this amazing cocktail called Fire Runner. They put a lot of thought into that one. Yes. But anyway, it's this very heady blend of rum, banana cream, orange, and pineapple juice, and grenadine. And I have to say, Andrew, even though it was after Christmas and Rudolph the Reindeer, I was glowing like a Waikiki sunset. (laughs) I could just imagine. Uh, Speaking of things glowing, is torch lighting still a thing along Waikiki? Definitely. It remains a time-honoured tradition in Hawaiian culture, burning bright into the night around Waikiki. So as I'm sure people will remember, if you've previously been to Waikiki, most of the hotels and the resorts along the Glitter Strip will ignite their gaslit torches around dusk. But the most exuberant ceremony takes place at the Kahio Beach Hula Mound three nights a week. So that's sort of at the diamond head end of Waikiki Beach. And it's very cool because it's free. They do this free hula show. The torch lighting ceremony is free. Every Friday, by the way, if you happen to be in town, the weekly fireworks show over Waikiki Beach, which is another holiday staple. Now, Waikiki Beach, again, is like it's its own celebrity. Yes. It's kind of been seared in our minds for the last, well, 60 years. If you've watched any movie, popular culture, mm. gets a good mention. Mm. Okay. Now, where should you go for the best loco moco? <laughs> well, this is a staple plate lunch, as they call it. Absolutely. In Waikiki. Um, so if you aren't familiar with loco moco, we're talking a rice and a hamburger patty drowned positively drowned in brown gravy and topped with a fried egg, which are rather pricey at the moment. Uh, my favourite place for loco moco. Or totally unavailable in, in well, there is know, many shops. Yes, get your uh, hens now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, erect your coop. Yes. My favourite place for loco moco is Rainbow Drive-In, which is like... So much an institution of Waikiki, it's nearly as famous as the beach. The locals have been flocking to Rainbow Drive-In for over 60 years. And the other really cool thing about the Rainbow Drive-In, it does sound like something straight out of a movie, doesn't it? It does. Um, They do really cool slush floats. 
So you can order up a legendary strawberry slush float. I think in New Zealand, we would call those things spiders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you need to go to the original Rainbow Drive-In because they do have a few outlets, but the original is in Kapahulu Ave, which is like Waikiki's back road, a world away from the bling-bling of Kalakaua Ave. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to signature treats, how could anyone possibly decline a dole whip? Now, the dole whip is not actually ice cream. It's a dairy-free, soft-serve pineapple sorbet. And I know you love sorbet. Uh, It's on sale right across the island. But if you want to sample this heavenly treat at its, what would you call, spiritual birthplace, the Dole Plantation, be warned that a scoop of this stuff will set you back 11 New Zealand dollars, which may sound expensive, but looking at the price of a cup of coffee these days, it's it's not too bad. It's worth every lick. Absolutely, every single lick. (laughs) Now, let's just touch briefly on some retail therapy. And when I was in Hawaii retail therapy, I just went absolutely mad. Mm -hmm. Good shopping tips, good buys that you spotted. Well, if you want to shop up a storm, I think it's hard to go past Alamoana Centre, Oh, yes. Just north of Waikiki, heading towards Honolulu. It's billed as the world's largest outdoor shopping centre. And it is fantastic. Mm. I have to confess, Mm. I have an abiding guilty pleasure, Andrew. You say that like it's a singular. (laughs) (laughs) Hawaiian shirts. You're wearing one now. Yes. Uh, They're a serious weakness of mine. I know. I have noticed. I've been trying to make them trendy. Okay. He moves on very quickly. In the Alamoana Centre, the place to go to get your fill of authentic aloha apparel is Hilo Hati. Mm. They first opened their doors 60 years ago. I've got a pair of swimming trunks from there. Nice. Very, very cool. And many locals say that they're the best in the business. Yeah. There are some very good aloha apparel outlets, obviously, in the wider Honolulu area. But I love Hilo Hati. The name itself is so cool. That should be trending as a name to remember. Hilo Hetty, folks. Indeed. Two other really good places to shop in Nosh and Waikiki, Duke's Lane Market and Kuhio Ave Food Hall. They're both relative newcomers to the scene and I really enjoyed them. Now, for the loved ones back home, you've got to drop by the Honolulu Cookie Company. Their shortbread cookies are distinctively shaped like a pineapple, uh, and their flavour range is just spectacular. Ah, chocolate-dipped ginger spice cookies. Hello, <laughs> mango macadamia. Oh, yes. You cannot go wrong. I love, by the way, how you're always offered a free sample co- cookie the moment you walk into one of their stores. And that's why you were lingering in every one of their stores around <laughs> Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay, <laughs> Stay with us. We showcase our favourite sightseeing experiences around Oahu in just a moment. Back in a tick. You're back with Kiwi Tripsters, Mike and Andrew, as we bask in the brilliance of the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, Now, beyond Waikiki Beach, for the complete town and country experience, grab a rental car and explore Oahu. Yes, head from Waikiki right through the red earth tart of the island to the north shore, surfy heaven, with some very beefy breakers constantly crashing ashore. And the north shore is proudly home to the most famous palace of shave ice, Matsumoto. Absolutely. It's fascinating how so many iconic Hawaiian treats can be traced back to migrant workers lured to Hawaii by the sugar plantations. Japanese immigrants 
opened small stores in the early 1900s, which is where shave ice was first sold. It's steeped in tradition in parts of Japan. They call shave ice kakigori. And of course, the Hawaii's relationship with Japan was a little tense for a while. Indeed. Uh, by the 50s, uh, the shave ice was available from this fabulous store on the North Shore, Matsumoto Grocery Store. And since then, over seven decades, they definitely have cemented their stature as the shave ice legend. I mean, the queues outside their shop are just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So you've got to head to Haleiwa, Hawaii's surf city on the North Shore, to check it out. It's got a raffish sort of rustic charm. But as I say, the crowds just never stop swamping the Matsumoto store. Such a marketing triumph of hype, I have to say. This bowl of crushed ice, (laughs) (laughs) saturated in saccharine sweet striped syrup from the rainbow of flavours on offer. Oh, yeah. Now, tell us about Surf and Sea. Mm. This is so cool. Just down from Matsumoto, uh, this shop, uh, it's more like an emporium, really, is this shrine for surfies. Just surfies flock there to go to Surf and Sea. So you've got this very faded yellow century old building, which actually began life as Hawaii's first resort hotel. And then after World War II, it became a surf and dive shop. As you do. It's museum worthy inside because the merchandise mixes it with amazing memorabilia, like the Duke Kahanamoko's final fiberglass surfboard. Of course, he popularised surfing around the world. Yes. And you've got to meet the owner of Surf and Sea, Joe Green. He is a legend. He's been running Surf and Sea for decades, and he's also a master ukulele maker. So don't say ukulele to him. It's ukulele. Indeed it is. <laughs> um, all handmade from native recycled wood, his ukuleles, and you can buy them in store. He'll give you a few lessons. They're absolutely stunning. And again, you might think, you know, it, it sounds a bit cliche you know, you've got the ukulele and you've got the surfing shop and you've yeah. got the surfing beach. This is all real. Authentic Hawaiian yeah, culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what's so striking about Turtle Bay on the North Shore? Well, if you want a, a front row perch on the big wave action, this place really cannot be beaten. It's been ingeniously designed, perched right on the edge of a point, Turtle Bay Resort. So you've got those ferociously pounding waves breaking on either side of the hotel. You actually feel like you're in the sea. Yes. I started to get a bit of seasickness, although maybe that was the cocktails. I was going to say, are you sure it was the sea? (laughs) But because the hotel has been deliberately built on a westward tilt, the sunsets there Oh, my God, pure theatre. I mean, the sunsets anyway in Hawaii. Mm. Um, the sunsets Vintage. and the thunderstorms yeah, yeah. were the two True. bits that I remember. Yeah. Um, so heading east on the windward side of Oahu, definitely plan a visit to Kualoha Ranch. Yes. Now, this private nature reserve is operated by the descendants of a guy called Dr. Jarrett Judd, who acquired the land from the Hawaiian monarchy back in 1850. It is steeped in history. You've got ancient par sites there, ancient fish ponds, and there are so many activities on tap at this working cattle ranch, including expeditions to see where the Hawaiian royalty once lived. 
But the big draw, Andrew, Kualoa's Movie Sites Tour. Um, you've got a multitude of movies and TV shows that have been filmed here, particularly in Film Valley and Kualoa Ranch, including Jurassic Park, Godzilla, Hawaii Five-0. Um, do so you know what? When I was there, yeah. do you remember Jake and the Fat Man? Yes. They were filming that when I was there. Awesome. Uh, one of the times that I was there. That's so so I, w- cool. I was walking down the... This is without word of a lie, no exaggeration. <laughs> I was walking down the road and I looked across and someone upended a table and threw a chair across the, the the sort of courtyard and then another guy came running in with a gun and I thought, holy Hannah. Oh, you didn't realise they were no. sh- shooting a movie? No. They thought, you thought they were shooting you? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like, ha. Oh, and no. then I looked around and there was a camera. And then I saw um, the star of, I can't remember the guy's name, but then, I, then the director's chair with Jake and the Fat Man on the back, and I went, That's <sighs> awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you actually appear in the show? Is yeah, a, I, was, I a... was the petrified-looking guy. <laughs> the the extra. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, seriously, uh, for a taste of Hollywood fame in Hawaii, Kualoa Ranch is a thrill. Absolutely. Now, looping back toward Honolulu, past Diamond Head, if you have not visited Pearl Harbor before, it is uh, it's an experience. I'm going to call it that because it's hard to describe. They've got a comprehensive you know, range of artifacts, exhibits, and compelling newsreel footage illustrating the events that preceded the shock attack on Pearl Harbor just over 80 years ago. Mm. It is searing. I mean, many many Americans will tell you the crowning war experience to be had at Pearl Harbor is to go aboard Mighty Mo, the the battleship Missouri, Mm. walk the decks. You can see the site where General MacArthur signed the Japanese surrender, which, of course, brought the curtain down on World War II. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, mean, both you and I think the most compelling encounter is to take the short ferry ride out to the Dove White Arizona Memorial, built above the watery grave of the bombed battleship USS Arizona. And this happened over, you know... 80 years. Yeah, 80 years Mm. ago. But the fuel still leaks to the surface Mm. in an airy sort of trickle. Mm. And you can see that sheen you get with oil on the water. Extraordinary. Goosebump material, isn't it, really? It is indeed. Now, stay with us. We're off to Maui next. Back in a mo. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Escape the everyday. The Hawaiian Islands cannot fail to captivate your senses. From the sun-kissed sands of Waikiki to Maui's Road to Hana, treat yourself to the warmth, the welcome, and succulence of the aloha spirit. Dream it, do it. GoHawaii.com forward slash NZ. You're back with Kiwi Tripsters, Mike and Andrew, as we breeze through the beauty, diversity, and colour of the Hawaiian Islands. Now, let's, uh, Maui, let's let's attack Maui here. It's probably a bad choice of words, considering Hawaii's history. Maui some, might attack you. <laughs> some of the essential <laughs> highlights. Does the Hana Highway warrant all the hype, all the press it gets? Oh, it's absolutely the poster boy for Maui. I was sceptical that it would live up to uh, my expectations, but that road to Hana is a 
banger of a trip. It basically winds you around Maui's east coast, which is breathtakingly lush and succulent. You've got rainforests and waterfalls tumbling down at you um, to the ocean. All of the villages scattered along the route are just so mellow and laid back with lots of roadside stalls. I love how honesty boxes are still a big thing in Maui. You know, the innocence is still there with uh, all of those stalls selling fresh produce. Yeah, that is cool. So the roads, what are they like? Is it a challenging drive or what? It can be because Maui is like an island of two halves and the east coast is the rain magnet. Oh, yes. So chances are the road will be slippery. It's a slow drive and you want to take it slow because it's so scenic. And even though the official route is only 80k long, it's twisty, it's winding, it's carved into a hillside. You've got scores of single lane bridges. It is not the place to rush. And when you add in all the stops you will want to make, it will gobble up the day before you know it. So if you want to do Road to Hana justice, yeah, bear in mind, it is an all-day affair. Now, as we mentioned before, uh, there's a thing, you know, sunrise and sunset anywhere mm. you go on the Hawaiian Islands yeah. is unique. Magical. And it's, a, it's an absolute experience. Did you catch a sunrise at the crater? Oh, the crater. Well, I was slothful, Andrew. Oh, I settled really? for sunset. <laughs> but a word of warning. Yes. It takes two hours to drive up to the summit. It takes two hours for you to get out of bed some days. Thank you so much. <laughs> So we're talking about the summit of Hale Akala, okay? So this is where people in Maui head to for sunrise, as they have for thousands of years. You do actually need to book in advance. How about that? You need to book to see the sunrise. Okay. <laughs> Main mental note there. Yes. But you're actually 10,000 feet high. What? Isn't that insane? 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet high. That is nearly as high as how many rugby fields? <laughs> yeah, how many rugby fields? Oh my goodness! But I mean, like Old Aki Mount Cock, yeah, is twelve thousand feet. Wow! So you were driving up yeah. nearly as high as the summit of our biggest mountain. Isn't that nuts? Holy heck! And the, today's petrol prices, you <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. So anyway, you need to get up early, you need to book in advance, and you've just got the most extraordinary landscape because, as is the case with a lot of volcanic mountains uh, in Hawaii, so is Haleakala. So you've got this sprawling lava rock landscape. It's pretty compelling. What intrigued me is the Hawaiian version of the legend of Maui catching the sun. Yeah, Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. So you've got commonality here yes. across Polynesia because Maui catching the sun is also steeped in Maori mythology. Of course. Haleakala means house of sun. And the Hawaiians revere this mighty volcanic mountain as where Maui lassoed the sun to slow its movement across the sky. Very cool Isn't indeed. Isn't that brilliant? It is one point to note, too, that, you know, Hawaii is a state of America, but it didn't become a state of America until 1959. So it was the 50th state of America. And in fact, even mm. when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, it wasn't actually part of the United States. Mm. So there is a whole bunch of history in Hawaii that way, way, way predates you know, anything that's there now. So mm. it's kind of, you know, you get the, the best of many, many worlds, but don't miss out on the history. Now, you can walk all over that volcanic landscape, right? Yes. The Hawaiian language has a great word, holo holo. Holo holo. It's become my word of the year. Oh, excellent. To have a holo holo. (laughs) 
Yeah, it means to walk or ride for fun and enjoyment. So I'm always up for a holo holo. I'm off for a holo holo. And you may while you may well find yourself having a holo holo at Haleakala all day. Say that ten times after a Mai Tai. So if you were calling out for one, you'd yes. be hollering for a holo holo at Haleakalaka. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, where would you go in Maui to base yourself? Where where would you sort of take root? <laughs> I could have phrased that better. You could have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the best part of Maui to base yourself? Well, I think Kanapali has the edge because it's Maui's sunniest spot and you've got stacks of quiet little beaches to the north if you want to escape the crowds. Kanapali is backdropped by the achingly beautiful West Maui Mountains. These mountains are quite magical, I think, because something really strange happens virtually every day when you are <laughs> sitting in Kenapali yes. looking at these mountains with your Mai Tai mm-hmm. virtually every day. A massive rainbow arcs across the mountains as if by clockwork at 5 p.m. What's all that about? I don't know. Isn't that really interesting? Well, you're the one that's supposed to come back with the answers on these things. <laughs> don't ask me. I think it's to do with weather patterns. Yeah. Oh, what, rainbow in the sky with the patterns, you think? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, is that close to Lahaina? Yes. And even though it resembles a bit of a tourist trap, Lahaina lays on the charm, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they've preserved their history so well. Uh, this town was actually the Hawaiian capital before Honolulu. It was too, yeah. Yeah. And at the height of the whaling boom in the mid-19th century, you had thousands and thousands of sailors from hundreds of ships taking shore leave, oh, yes, yes. in Lahaina, the, mm. wha- the whaling capital of the world. One of those people was Herman Melville of Moby Dick fame. Moby Dick. There you go. How about that? Now, grab a walking map from the old Lahaina courthouse and take a two-hour self-guided walk on the Lahaina Historic Trail. It's a good holo holo. Oh, yes. So you could holo for a holo holo. <laughs> I holo holoed all over Lahaina. It traverses the full <laughs> range of influences. So on this trail, you get a mix of ancient royalty, whaling history, missionary history. Oh. One of the best preserved colonial structures is the Baldwin Home. This is Maui's oldest home. It was built in the 1830s. And it was the residence of Dwight Baldwin. His missionary influence on Maui was massive. It's just across the road from the oldest banyan tree in the United States, 150 years old this year. And it's this magnificent sprawling specimen, which was a gift from missionaries in India. As you do. Mm. Right. Any Mm. other must-sees? Just past um, the time-honoured Pioneer Inn, which was quite the raucous spot for those sailors taking shore leave. Well, they would have come aboard with a few... Yeah. Wishes and desires. Indeed, yes. Yes. Bit of Bible reading. Bit of missionary. (laughs) Now, the ancient rock. Yes. Out on the shoreline. Yes, just past to the inn. Uh, Yes. Check out this ancient rock. It's washed by the ocean and it's shaped like a throne. Now, for centuries, it was a birthing stone for Hawaiian royalty. So Princess would turn up, sit on this throne washed by this Pacific while she delivered her newborn prince or princess. It'd be clean. Yes. Apparently, yeah. this is a little bit disconcerting, while I was in Lahaina, some local said to me, you do realise we do get quite a few Californians flying in to give it a whirl. 
What? Give it a whirl? Well, to give birth on the throne. Really? As if they were Hawaiian royalty. Flamin' eh? Oh, those Californians. I bet they were from Montecito. Yeah, they're a funny bunch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Tasty Bites. Uh, not Californians. Worth mentioning. Yes. If the sound of macadamia nut and crusted mahi-mahi sounds like heaven. Oh, it does. It is. Yes. Head to Hula Grill. Oh, the Hula oh. Grill. Oh, well. For snacks on the go, the freshly baked banana bread on the road to Hana yeah. is worth that road trip alone. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I okay. thought we made good banana bread, particularly after being locked down and COVID for two years and we're all home baking, weren't we? And I thought people did good banana bread, but no, not as good as Rodahan is. Some people were home baking other things, I think. But there was that. Yes. And of course, Andrew, we have to mention shave ice. Oh, we have to mention shaved ice. Now, I don't think Maui's shave ice is necessarily as good as Mr. Matsumoto's (laughs) on the North Shore of Oahu. Mm. But But. in Maui, you do want to check out Ululani's shave ice because it is very, very soft, as soft as a snowflake. He's got a wild flavour range. I had a mango. I had a mango shave ice. I would hardly call mango a wild flavour range in Hawaii. No, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. More inventive next time. Stay with us. We take a quick tip with Kua'i just ahead. Back in a moment. This is Kiwi Tripsters. We're back. You're back, Mike and Andrew, as we showcase the many, many charms and wonders of Hawaii. Now let's take a quick foray into Kauai, like Hawaii, but Kauai, which is the garden island in the Hawaiian chain. I love how you can just hopscotch from one island to the next. You can. With so much ease because of Hawaiian Airlines and their fabulous connectivity. It's, it's They're like buses in the sky. Just brilliant. Anyway. So... Planes are like buses in the sky. Well, they just are that, so regular. That is an amazing Thank observation. You. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe they should call it Sky Bus. There you go. A great starting point <laughs> in Kauai is Wailua Falls. Welcome to Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane. The plane, the plane. Now, yeah. the reason I'm mentioning this is because when I was standing watching these big gushing falls, yeah. the other words that instantly sprung to mind. Yeah. You know why? Because they were the ones in Fantasy Island. Yes. Yes. Given their starring appearance and the opening titles of the hit 80s TV show. Yeah. So, yeah, fabulous falls. They are just north of the main town of Lahui. I always thought that was a dumb show. It was a bit weird. A bit weird. Yeah, I think yeah, so. A bit strange. Yeah. Now, legend has it that the chiefs of the old Hawaii uh, had to risk jumping from the top of the falls onto the rock pool below to prove their strength and courage. Mm. Uh, you would have been up for a bit of that. <laughs> well, actually, I don't think you're allowed to anymore. Oh. I think the I think the rock pool water's a bit shallow. <laughs> I was short on time. That's my excuse. I've got to go. Got to go. Got to do some holo holo. So I was yeah. on a whistle stop, quick flick to Kauai. Oh, really? And it was my first time there just a few weeks ago. I have to say, Kauai is totally enchanting. Mm. And it's that hang loose, hang ten, laid back ethos. Yes. Synonymous with Hawaii. That is just next level in Kauai. Mm. Yeah, it's well, just so chilled. K does come after age. Thank you so much. Now, carved by lava and water, its tremendous natural beauty and absolutely compelling terrain sets the stage for soft adventure. Yeah. Soft adventure. Soft holo holo. Yeah. Now, the Waimea 
Canyon. Yes. The Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Yes. Mark, mm. Mark Twain actually coined that phrase for Waimea Canyon. Interestingly, he didn't actually visit Kauai, <laughs> but he looked at a few nice packs that people had done of it. But unlike the uh, Grand Canyon, yeah. uh, Waimea is lush. It's verdant. It just pops with colour. And it's because, obviously, it's volcanic. So you've got all of that contrasting red soil, black volcanic rock, even, like, purple hues in the rock. Oh, can't go past the purple hue. I do like a purple hue. Indeed. Um, And then all of the streams, all of those waterfalls are lined with shades of green. It really is a retina-burning visual symphony. So what you're telling me is the only similarity it's got with the Grand Canyon is that it's a hole. Well, it's a hole, it's very wide, it's very big. But other than that, it's different. One's in the Pacific and one's east of California. And one's barren and one's got lush vegetation. Yes. Okay, yeah. good, good on Mark Twain. Yeah, he was he was sort of in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, two major lookouts and a swag of hiking trails start from the main road that runs along the rim of Waimea Canyon. But if you want to try your luck with the weather gods... The trail you want to do is the one that takes you to Kalalau Lookout because if you get a clear day, and you'd be really lucky, uh, you will get a sweeping view of those 4,000-foot-high cliffs stretching 17 kilometres along the coastline of the Napali coast. Ah, Napali, the pin-up boy of Kauai. And I guess you have to be careful with that phrase these days too. But a 17-mile-long coastline of razor-sharp, and fluted cliffs. Now, yeah. I do know you're very partial to a fluted cliff. Yes, yes, very sculptural. Yes, mm, very mm. architecturally exquisite, I think, a fluted cliff is. Oh, I've cl- they are indeed. Yes, and Nepali, uh, it really is the jewel of Kauai, those strikingly serrated emerald and copper, uh, copper cliffs just rise up above the island's northwest shore. A nature lover's dream, and of course, most people associate Nepali with... Oh, Jurassic Park. Yes. I was half expecting a brontosaurus to enter the picture, but no. Well, you know. Not when I was there on my holo holo. Yeah, that Mm. or the plane, the plane. (laughs) Helicopter tours rank highly on bucket lists for a lot of people, uh, but for a more immersive experience with the blockbuster coastline, Mm. opt for a boat tour. Yes, yeah, very good point because unlike the choppers, obviously with a boat tour, you get up so close with the sheer grandeur of those 4,000-foot tall cliffs just plunging into the sea. You can snorkel in the reef in front of the cliffs. You can explore all of these really interesting hidden sea caves, stunning lava arches, which once again have been movie locations. You see spinner dolphins, you see a lot of marine life. It really is a trip with all of the elements. Yeah, and um, helicopter tours are very cool, but when you, you often when you're dealing with sort of intricate and undulating you know, areas or they've got nooks and crannies and little caves, you don't see those from the air. Mm. You don't quite get amongst it. That's true. Now, Another essential jaunt is to take the, you know, taking the necklace of delights strung along Kauai's sunny southern coast. Yes, so much history here. Waimea Bay, for example, you can see the site of Captain Cook's Landing. Oh, good old Captain Um, Cook. Just past that, Spouting Horn. I love that name, Spouting Horn. 
So I went it to. It does conjure up some interesting imagery. Thank you. Um, it's in Hanapepe Bay. It's a very noisy, exuberant blowhole spectacle at Spouting Horn. Excellent. Boom. The township of Hanapepe will charm your pants off with its evocative sweep of Main Street plantation style historic buildings. Yes, so watch out for your pants. Hmm. Uh, Hanapepe is crammed with arty types, so many boutique galleries, and every Friday all of the town's galleries open for Hanapepe Art Night. There you go. Along with street theatre, food trucks, and live music. Yeah, that's a huge event each week in Kauai. Definitely make tracks in Hanapepe to this really cool family-owned enterprise called Aloha Spice Company. They blend and create all sorts of amazing seasonings and rubs, and right next to their store, the Hanapepe Swinging Bridge. Now, this thing is like over a century old. Mm. Why did you look at me weirdly when I said a swinging bridge? <laughs> no, just wondering. Did you think it was a promiscuous bridge? I was just wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> like a key party. It is just the most fabulous rackety old bridge, which actually was restored after a hurricane uh, just a few years ago. But it's such a cool diversion, wreathed with nostalgia. Now, nearby Poipu Beach Park is home to a chain of gorgeous, wide, white and sandy beaches. This is a family favourite. Now, this is actually an original white sandy Sandy beach because Waikiki is not. There's a bit of translocation of sand. Well, Waikiki, and Mm. I'm I'm just diverging back to to Honolulu here, Waikiki is actually a shingle beach. Mm. And the white sands of Waikiki are barged in from Maui, I think. Yes. In fact, I was a little bit astonished. This is a major diversion now. We're going from Waikiki to Kaiteri Terry, New Zealand. Ah, uh, yes. Once again, all of that sand at Kaiteri Terry yeah. comes from the estuary mm-hmm. further mm. down the coast. Mm. Who knew? I know. But Waikiki would have to be, <laughs> in the 20th century, it was the quintessential beach. Yes. That, you know, worldwide, everyone knew Waikiki beach surf. Yes. Sand, etc., and it's a shingle beach. Yes, I know. I kind of felt conned. Wouldn't look so good in the photos until I was sitting on Waikiki Beach and thought, "I don't care. This is great." Yes. (laughs) Anyway, at Poa Ipu Beach, yes, it is au naturel. Oh, so the white sandy beach you see. (laughs) So this charmed your pants off. (laughs) (laughs) The pants charming continues. (laughs) Indeed. Oh my goodness. Uh, But yes, this is your real deal, original. Natural, <laughs> not moved in white sandy beach. <laughs> it is a real family favourite because they've got this offshore reef, which obviously causes the waves to break mm. before the waves actually reach the shoreline. So yes. if you're travelling with kids, it is super safe. The other draw card about Poi uh, Ipu Beach, the Honu. Hawaiian green sea turtles. I thought of you, Andrew, because I know you like to talk to the animals. And the turtles here are just so laid back. Yes. Like, they'll they'll rock up onto the sands of the beach, not just to nest, but to rest. And they just blaze there all day, blissfully basking in the white sands, unafraid of people. Which brings me to a very important point. This is my David Attenborough recommendation for the day. Look at the turtles. Don't touch them because it is illegal to get tactile with them. And people do try. Do you mm. know what? Actually, this was just this morning. I was uh, walking into the Botanic Gardens, seriously, and there was a big duck there. Yes. And there was two women, and they had their kids with them, and the duck was very tame. So one of the women tried to bend down and pick the duck up. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, 
what are you? The other person said to her, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah. anyway, yeah. don't try and pick up animals. This is how people get hurt. Yes, exactly. A lot of tourists get hurt because they go, oh, look at the bear. Yes. It doesn't mind me. It's at a safe distance, but you don't want to go up and poke it. And that is Andrew's David Attenborough recommendation for the day. Thank you very much. We have gone off piste somewhat, haven't we? There's a great rum producer on Kauai. Yes. Now, I know gin's a huge thing around the world, right? And with you. Yes. Rum. Mm Mm-hmm. Rum is trending. Rum is trending. Rum is on a roll. And if you are partial to rum... Mm-hmm. Kauai has got the most fabulous producer. Koloa Rum Company Store and Tasting Room is where you need to go. It is housed on this magnificent old sugar plantation estate called Kilahana. But they just produce the most gorgeous single-batch premium rums, and it's all grown on site. You know, the sugar cane is grown on site, as are all of the fruits, the herbs, the botanicals. It is hyper-local. Yeah, so, you know, if you're going to... Hawaii, stretch out on a Hawaiian beach in the sunset with a Hawaiian-made rum. What could but cliche? I know. See, this looking is, at a turtle without touching it. Exactly. It may sound cliche, but this would be the ultimate holiday. Now, where did, where did you stay? Well, a short drive from Lahui Airport is a really cool resort called the Sheraton Kauai Coconut Beach Resort. What I love about it, mm-hmm. it's not too big, so it actually feels more like. A boutique resort as opposed to your mega resort with lots of challenging people from Montecito, California. Some big hotels are great. Like when I stayed in the Shangri-La, absolutely fantastic. But on some trips, it's just exhausting. Yeah. The big hotel is exhausting. And I know one that I stayed in in Fiji was, I felt exhausted in the hotel. It was like, wow. I know. You feel like you're staying in a shopping mall. You you know know what you do. You do. Well done, Michael. Thank you very much. But the really cool thing about the Sheraton Kauai Coconut Beach Resort also is that it's positioned on the East Coast. Oh. So you get a blazing sunrise. If you're awake. To alight your day. The entire property got a major makeover just before the pandemic started. So there is a really nice, fresh and modern sense about the place. Low-key glamour is how I would describe it. But best of all, you cannot leave Kauai without savouring an authentic luau experience. Oh, no. The feasting, the entertainment. Absolutely. That is an absolute must. Yeah. Now, at the Sheraton, luau kahikina is staged on their brand new open-air event pavilion stage. It's backdropped by the most dreamy of ocean views, and they just do such a great job of not only feeding you, but... (laughs) but enthralling you, and they just knit the whole heritage of Polynesia from Aotearoa right through to French Polynesia together. It is just extraordinary. You know what? I could I could never actually get sick of going to Hawaii, the mm. Hawaiian islands. There's always something new to do, and you can just do the same stuff you did last time. It is so relaxing. It is one of the ultimate holiday destinations. Yeah. Holiday in heaven. That's it for now. Be sure to like our Facebook page and our show notes are, as always, available on the website kiwitripsters.co.nz. Our articles on savouring the spirit of the Hawaiian Islands oh. are available on our sister site fortheloveoftravel.nz. That is fortheloveoftravel.nz. Plus, we would, as always, love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice, yes. of which there are so, so many. There are. So yeah. just hollow, hollow to your... Service of choice. 
<laughs> and whistle up some aloha spirit, unfurl your honeyed words and Pacific charm upon us. Mahalo. That was actually quite poetic, Michael. Thank you very much. Right. We look forward to catching you for our next edition of Kiwi Tripsters. Uh, don't be a stranger. Take care. <laughs> don't be a stranger. That's so you. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.